Okay, apparently we are this time. Yay! Awesome. Yay. <laughs> okay, thank you, ladies. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Sammy D was supposed to um, introduce herself to everybody today with a little bit of information about her um, book, My Big Fat Fat, her website and all of that stuff. But unfortunately, she's not going to be with us um, as she's indisposed, I believe is the word. Um, so it's just going to be the three of us. And we are talking about what do I believe about my body? You know, when I ditch the diet, what do I do now? Because it's when I ditch the diet, but then I have to deal with all of those beliefs. Yep. Okay. Um, while I'm on the diet, somebody else is telling me, well, this is what you can eat. This is what you can't eat. When I ditch the diet and I'm like, okay, I can eat anything. <laughs> that's when I have to actually deal with all of those things I believe, either about my body, about myself, about my self-control, about my emotions, about my appetite. Yeah. And it, it often starts with the phase of, of just eating junk food and all the foods that you weren't allowed to eat during the period before you ditched the diet. So yeah. some people... When they ditch the diet, they actually gain the weight. And that seems scary in the beginning because, you know, they are consuming all these foods and so on. But I see it as your brain being like, really? I'm allowed to eat whatever I want, whenever I want. And then it goes, oh, and then I want this. Then I want this. I see it like a child, you know, who's been set free probably. Yeah candy store and it's it's important to know that this is just a phase it goes on because i see people often thinking i ditched the diet if i allow myself to eat anything i will eat pizza and french fries for the rest of my life and this yeah. is not the case it doesn't work like that it's just that first phase and later on as you continue to work i don't know as you listen to your body it, it won't want pizza forever. It just doesn't work that way. <laughs> I remember a story that um, a, I think it was Shirley Billingmeyer told us about um, this family that their son had this crazy craving for some sort of cookie or snack or whatever that they always had. And they always had it under lock and key and, you know, it was always restricted and he couldn't have any. And so the first thing that she did when she came into the house and saw the stockpiles of the snack said, okay, well, he gets to be the, the owner of the key and he gets to control it. And the parents were like, oh, but no, that would be terrible. He can't. I mean, this is the one thing he can't have. And she was like, no, we got to get over this. He can have it. In fact, if he wants to have it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, he can. Mm -hmm. Apparently, it lasted two days. For two days, he had that breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm -hmm. On day three, he was like, what's for breakfast? <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I think what happens is you finally get to a point where you're like, 
I've had my fill. Now I can change the focus to what the other side looks like because you've gone from extreme control to this crazy almost party phase where you're thinking, oh, I can actually eat whatever I want. And then you don't think about whether it is what you really want. And then once you're really full, as in your your mind is full and your body is full of whatever it is that craving was, that's when you come to a point where you're now in a place to deal with the rest of it. You know, because you've, deni- you've denied yourself physically of so much by controlling whatever it was that you were eating and not eating. And then this, this um, whatever out of control eating, if you want to call it, is just as normal. Because this is your new normal now. And then now you need to get to a point where you start understanding how to deal with it. But before yeah. that is, is that point where you're just like, yep, I want to eat cake for breakfast. I will eat cake for breakfast. You know. That's, yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and in this phase... Uh, after uh, some time, it just gets boring. As you said, you know, when you are allowed to eat pizza for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, at first it's fun, but it gets boring. And, you know, it, it need, everyone needs to take all the aspects of eating when you are hungry and so on. So yeah. then you ask yourself, what am I hungry for? What is, what is the, you know, nutrition behind it? What do I really want? How do I want to support myself? And, and most of all, to recognize the normal hunger and satiety levels that you probably weren't recognizing earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I think even then, even when you're at a point where you're now aware of what it is you're eating, it doesn't have to be healthy in the conventional sense it can be a healthy portion of something that everyone thinks is inherently unhealthy so you don't have to eat a 12 inch pizza all of it but you could have two slices and then that's fine there's no guilt attached there's no um you know there's no i'm eating this because i don't want to think about the shitty day i had at work or whatever it's because i want to eat this because i want to eat it and that's fine it's giving yourself permission to eat because you want to eat, not because something else happened. You know, yeah. you get to the level of, I can eat whatever I want to, as long as I can justify it as this is just what I'm eating and that's it. But I, I think that comes down also to Shweta of that mindless eating. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is, we sit down with the bag of chips in front of the TV yep. because maybe we were hungry. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But because our mind is not on the bag of chips, because our mind is on the TV. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you guys, but my hands need something to do. Mm. Movement. Mm-hmm. And so moving from that bowl of chips to my mouth, that day, that, that qualifies as movement. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, I could very well have been on the elliptical bicycle 
and that would have been movement and my body would have been equally satisfied that I was moving. Mm -hmm. The same way that we see a certain generation sitting there doing crochet or something with their hands while they were watching the movies or while they were watching the news or something and they were knitting or they were crocheting or they were doing some sort of arts and crafts. Yeah. They're satisfying that need for movement mm -hmm. while they're watching the TV. Yeah. yeah. Especially for people who are working at the office or something. We, we weren't born to be sitting, you know, right. 12 hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're mindless about these things. And so, you know, we get that bag of chips and it's not just the little, you know, the, 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 the little one portion bag. It's the bag of chips, which is however many portions. A lot. But, you know, because you're not paying attention, you ate all of the portions. Yeah. yeah. Not the one portion. Yep. And I think... If that does happen, um, and it is um, after you've ditched the diet, maybe tomorrow's a new day. You know, it's not about spiraling at that time, thinking, oh, my God, I'm so useless. I'm a loser. I just ate a whole bag of chips. Who does that? Et cetera. Yeah. That the next time you are in that situation, to be aware of, can I take some out in a bowl? Or as I used to do it, can I keep it upstairs? Because the minute I keep that upstairs, I know I'm lazy enough not to go upstairs to refill the bowl. So I would sit with that bowl there with the chips in it. Oh, that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> and then not go upstairs because, yeah, that's, that's me. It's about knowing what works for you. Or as my, um, my mom used to do, she used to, um, every time there was a commercial break on her, um, on her daily soap on the TV, she used to just go walk up and down the stairs and, you know, she used to get a little bit of movement, and that used to be enough for her. Not going to sit through a lot of commercials. I'm just going to walk up and down the stairs instead. Mm -hmm. So just whatever works for you. Yeah, wow. I think that, that what you said, whatever works for you, that's the point, you know, when you ditch the diet, now the whole journey is ahead of you. If you spend so much time controlling everything about food and obsessing and so on and now you know you ditched it and now okay what, what, what do I need to do now and there are all those steps and all those aspects of it and it's really first of all being aware of what what you are doing and why you know because sometimes as you said with a bag of chips and so on it's it can be simply just a habit you know it's not an emotion oh eating it's mm -hmm. not eating or anything it's just you always every evening when you come home and watch tv you eat a bag of chips and you don't even think yeah. of it yeah and recognizing that and then you would feel the urge to take that chips and so on but recognizing that that is not a real craving you know that your yeah. body is not hungry it's just a habit and then you can say no i choose not to do this and it's simple yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yep yeah uh, a very fun way for me was um i love chocolate uh, uh -huh. when i was pregnant last year i got gestational diabetes so i moved on to dark chocolate and, right. um, for me not having to eat 
Um, one piece of chocolate was very hard to do at first. So what I did was I made a ritual around it. So um, every night now when I before I go to bed, I'll have a cup of tea, um, like a herbal tea, and have like mm-hmm. one piece of one little cube of dark chocolate as like right. my well done, you've survived the day. Now you can go to sleep and here's your little treat kind of thing. So that um, I get my little bit of chocolate, but I'm not eating the whole bar. And mm-hmm. for me and myself, that's enough. You know, awesome. so gone from, from the big bar to bringing it down every month to now just a small little piece. Awesome. And it, yeah, it's about setting little goals. It's about understanding um, how you like the consistency. So I did a similar thing with um, Coke. I used to have Coke once a week, then it went to once in every two weeks, and now we're at once a month, and now I'm I'm okay with that. I can have a can of Coke once a month, and that's fine. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And that's how... um, Yeah. But but like you say, it's that intention, Mm -hmm. and intentionally bringing it down to smaller portions. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, one of the things for me was that whenever I go out with my daughter um, at our supermarkets, they offer us two sizes of the can of Coke. And so supposedly one is the kid size and one is the adult size. And I just buy the kid size. And my daughter is used to that we share one of those. So we're sharing it. But it's that whole assumption of what is that size? You know, I don't buy a bottle. I buy a tiny little can. Mm-hmm. And, and the majority of those packs, packages that food comes in are huge. For example, yeah. like potato chips, a portion is a handful. How many handfuls yeah. are in that thing? Yeah. yeah. And that, that alone, and that happens with, with all of those foods that are, and most of those junk foods are actually, you know, chemically adjusted. That yeah. You can't stop eating because it's good for business, you know. And that's yeah. why it's so important to be mindful of it all the time. And yeah. the thing about this is that we eat multiple times a day. So you have many opportunities to try it over and over again. So it doesn't matter, you know, if you eat a bag of chips one it doesn't mean anything you can do it later again you know start Mm -hmm. over and it's fine that's the process of making peace with food yeah yep so if you look at your beliefs let's you know let's let's get a bit more personal here we've been talking very much if you if you if you Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but when when I ditched the diet, mm-hmm. I had all sorts of specific things that I did believe about I can't lose weight. And, and I know that even last night when I was talking with um, Sarah and Michael and Sandra, one of the things that came up really quickly, we were talking about Um, Sharon posted about wanting to get back into running and Sarah said her brain immediately said oh but you can't run Mm -hmm. and it was just so interesting that she was like 
must have told myself this a thousand times and never heard it. This time it said, oh, but you can't run. And I was like, oh, really? Says who? Who says I can't do that? Mm-hmm. And that's the little voice that we hear, but we don't hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that goes back to the mean girl, you know, that, that voice behind you that you barely hear. If you don't pay attention, it just slips. And then you think it's you, you know, you think that it's mm-hmm. you the problem you can't run but it's actually just the mean girl inside the brain telling you yeah. what I can't do yeah. yeah it's like it's like we have the, that that animal brain that one that is keeping us from doing everything in life and then we have the human one who can you know who can take over and then we do stuff in life. And that way we are also able to make peace with food and go for a run and do whatever we want. It's just a matter of, of distinguishing those two to know that it's not you who can't run or who can't stop eating or whatever. It's just the voice. It's not you. It's not your identity. Yeah. Yeah, I had um, one very odd habit, which I picked up from Slimming World years ago. Was I used to use spray oil, which is like, um, they mix oil and something else, so that when you mm-hmm. use oil, you actually use very little oil. And once I ditched the diet, um, and I used to only cook my food in this oil, okay? So everyone else got properly cooked food, and I was the only one who used to... Um, control oil and everything else so when I ditched the diet one of the first things um that my husband very kindly threw away was that stupid oil can like the, the spray one um and uh so I was it was so weird like I couldn't physically um cook my own food I was so used to taking a portion out that I was now taking a portion out I was like oh no but now I eat this food so put that back in and cook for myself and it it took so long to get that into practice I think about three three weeks in I stopped taking my own portion of food out and it was almost like a reflex action I was like yeah no I eat this now so it goes back in and it was just like you don't know how much this gets ingrained in you um the other thing that I had was um when you're on Slimming World, um, they have something called free foods, which is um, you can eat as much as pasta or rice or anything, which is like a grain or something. That yes, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, as much as you want. The sugar crashes I used to have because of that were, were crazy because, you know, you can have a handful of pasta. That's your regular portion size, maybe two handfuls. Of course. With and with a lot of wedge and stuff in it, but um, they can brainwash you to think that you can have maybe a bowl full of pasta, and mm-hmm. that's still okay because at the end of the day, you'd still lose the weight, right? And mm-hmm. get out of that mindset of what is the right portion of pasta for me without yeah. having my sugar levels drop after, yeah, was a complete revelation, you know, just becoming mindful of not listening to what a fat diet is telling you to do it's just right. so much uh 
that you don't see unless you do it. Yeah. You know, I've got like a million examples like this. Well, I mean, one of the things that Shirley Billingmeyer said to us was that whoever makes the rules holds holds the controls. Mm -hmm. So you're doing, say, a Weight Watchers diet. Well, they're the ones that make the rules, so they're the ones that have the control. Seriously? So I have so little self-control that Mm -hmm. I have to assign to this group people that I don't even know Mm -hmm. control over what I'm allowed or not allowed to eat and they're not in my body they don't know how this feels they have no idea if I was hungry even when I started Mm -hmm. yeah and they're gonna tell me this is how much you can eat yeah Mm -hmm. And when you follow the belief is I couldn't possibly choose how much I could eat because oh I'm no good at that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're so out of touch with our bodies. Mm -hmm. And I I mean we we were laughing yesterday about you know feeling hunger that you know if if I know I'm gonna have a meeting that's gonna finish at one o'clock, I'll probably have something to eat first because, oh my God, I could be hungry. We run over. Now what's mm-hmm. gonna happen if that meeting finishes at 1.15 instead of one o'clock? How much more hungry am I really going to be? Not that much. No. So why do I have to eat before I go into that meeting? Really, I mean, really? And what if that meeting went to two o'clock? How hungry would I really be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might feel physical hunger, but is that such a bad thing? No. No, it's a normal one. Exactly. <laughs> and yet we seem to have this absolute terror or fear of, oh my God, God forbid I feeling any hunger in my stomach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that goes also when you are dieting and you are allowed to eat, I don't know, three almonds and as many veggies as you want. And then you stuff yourself on the veggies and that completely, you know, ruins their whole point. And then you are eating 20 calories or however, but you are stuffed and feeling uncomfortable and horrible. Or even if you are having a meal, And you know that you are allowed to eat only that for the next, I don't know, six hours or something. Then you eat the whole meal because of the fear that you will be extremely hungry later. Even though you may not normally be able to eat that much and you don't really want it. Yeah. 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 That is the, the biggest thing after ditching the diet is learning, you know, when you are hungry but not starving to death and when you are full but not overly stuffed you know it and the hunger scale from one to ten you eat at four or three till six or maybe seven and that's the biggest thing to learn yeah Mm -hmm. and that's a hard thing to learn I mean like one of the hardest things for me was that when I started doing that sort of thing I would start eating the moment I felt the slightest hunger. 
Yeah. Why? It was for me. What is, what is our fear of feeling hunger? I mean, where does this come from? Mm-hmm. And then I think <laughs> yeah, exactly okay, but but we get ourselves in this horrid cycle of I can't feel mm-hmm. hunger and mm-hmm. I've got to eat till I'm completely stuffed. No. <laughs> um, and and that's no good for our bodies. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, our challenge in February in Nourish mm-hmm. is face the feelings and it's going to be all about after you've ditched the diet how do you feel when you stop doing your activity and you sit down to start eating and how do you feel when you stop eating and you're going to start activity again so it's a real simple exercise to do each day but in the group we're running a challenge of who can do that recording daily with that level of mindfulness. Cause it's not just about doing the recording. It's actually about sitting in that silence and being mindful of how am I emotionally feeling right now? Mm-hmm. Not how much, not just how hungry am I feeling physically? What's my emotional state? Mm-hmm. Am I feeling anxious? Am I feeling bored? I mean, how many of us eat from anxiety or boredom? Oh, okay. boredom was the biggest one <laughs> so, for me. So, so for many of us, it's not that I ate because I was hungry. It was, well, I ate because I wanted something to do. Well, yeah. why did you find something to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why um, is eating the first thing you think of when you need to do something? Right. Because we have culturally become accustomed to that's what we replace boredom with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not even a wonder. I mean, since I started the whole nutrition and intuitive eating and everything, now every movie I see and the commercials and everywhere there are, I don't know, women suffering from a breakup and then they eat a bowl of oh ice my God, cream. Yes. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you know, when a little girl that is like 14, 13 sees that and then it happens to her, she thinks that's a normal way to cope with life, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean... I like it better when you see those movies and they've just broken up and they go in the gym and they just go out, go all at it with a punching bag. You know, I mean, come on, let's give them some alternatives in the movies, please. You know? <laughs> but... It's also very common to, if you're, um, if a child is upset, to say, would you like a piece of candy? Mm-hmm. You know? Or a reward. Something sweet to uh, make you feel better for some reason. I don't well, know. absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and we and literally train our children that if you're feeling bad, here, let me give you some candy and you'll feel better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or do something, and I will give you a treat of food. Yeah, yeah. The board is food. Celebrations are attached to food. Breakups and bad shit in life is attached to food. There's pretty much nothing that we do outside of the realms of food. You know, yeah. but yeah. it's not food's fault. 
No, it's just how I, how how it's been, how we're conditioned. I mean, food is not the enemy. Food should be enjoyed, but the problem mm-hmm. is that we stopped enjoying it. Yeah. Yep. Well, ladies, I don't know how it is that we're over time already. <laughs> and I feel like we've only just gotten started on the topic. Um, but in any case, um, thank you both so much. Like I said, we're going to do this challenge in Nourish in February. We'd love to have as many people as possible participating in the challenge. Um, mm-hmm. Because the beauty of any coaching is seeing patterns. When you start to notice a pattern, then you can make a choice as to what you're going to do about it. Um, And and that is the beauty of any sort of journaling. Any sort of journaling allows you, Mm -hmm. gives you that opportunity to start seeing patterns. Mm -hmm. So come and join us in Nourish. We would love to have you. We'd love to have everybody participating in the February challenge of Face the Feelings. Hope to see you there. And um, thank you so much, Nina. Thank you so much, Shweta. Um, no and problem. we will see you all next week. Yeah. See ya. Bye. See ya.